Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. This is going to be a really simple homily. I'm going to go over the 10 reasons why every single person desperately needs Christ. And then I'm going to go over some ways that we can help people get to know Christ. Okay? Really simple. I apologize for it being so simple. Number one. Why does everybody need Christ? Because number one, he is the redeemer, the only redeemer. And with his grace, we can have eternal life. He is, his grace opens the door to eternal life. And if that's, I mean, that is the most important of all reasons. Number two, Because Christ is our true meaning in life. One of the most beautiful, profound books that I've ever read was Viktor Frankl's Man in Search of Meaning. Talking about those who do not have a reason to live outside of themselves, self-destructed in the concentration camps. Those who had a meaning in life outside themselves thrive. Today, Christ says, I want to be the meaning of your life. Because if the only meaning of our life is ourselves, it is the saddest reality of profound narcissism that never makes anyone happy. Number three, Christ is the source of love. He is the source of love. We are created to love and be loved. We need this love. And yet he is the only source of unconditional love. And when we enter into a relationship with him, everything changes. We receive this love and our mission in life is to give that love to those around us. But we need to be dedicated. We need to see him as the source of love. Number four, and I apologize, each one of these should be a homily in and of itself, so patience. Number four, he is my strength. We all feel fragile and weak. Welcome to club humanity. And yet a true relationship with Christ brings this strength. When I am weak, then I am strong. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Number five, profound peace. We don't have to be perfect. As a matter of fact, we will never be perfect. We only have to love and do our best. He accepts us as we are because we are his child. And there's a peace there that's beyond all understanding. Number six, joy and happiness are his gift. It comes from a true friendship with him. It comes from making him our best friend. Number seven, forgiveness and healing. When we do fall, he wants to forgive us. All we need to do is ask. 
All we need to do is recognize that we have been selfish, that we have sinned. He is the first one who wants to give us this gift of forgiveness. Number eight, healing and renewal. Because who do we know that hasn't been hurt, that hasn't had a trauma, that hasn't had difficult times? Christ is there to heal us. There is nothing more healing than his love. It is transformative. Number nine, the wisdom of God. It gives everyone a healthy perspective. Without God, perspectives can be a burden. The wisdom of God puts everything in their proper place, in their proper order. And number 10, it helps us to be free, free to love. Sin, unfortunately, enslaves us. Relationship with Jesus Christ sets us free. And if we want this for ourselves and we want this for everyone around us, this is the reason to evangelize. How? Well, another top 10. I go fast, don't worry. When I first practiced this, it was about 27 minutes, so I cut it down, believe it or not. Number one, prayer. Number one, and that is A, pray for those who don't know Christ yet. Pray for those who aren't active in their faith. But also, B, ask for their prayers. You know, my brother's really sick. I'd really appreciate it if you prayed. You should see people who haven't been active in their faith for a long time and you go, I need your prayers. But, 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 no, no, you can pray. Oh, okay. Who says no when there's a crisis? Amazing when last year in the Buffalo Bills a defensive back, his heart stopped. And all of a sudden, nobody knew if he was going to live or die. And all of a sudden, everybody began to pray. Even those who didn't know if they believed in God. It makes a difference. Help them connect. And also, when they're going through a tough time, don't be afraid to say, hey, I said a special prayer for you. I went to Mass especially for you and your problem. I'm really praying for you. Wow. Take that. Number two, witness. We all have a story about our own faith. We need to really think about it, even write it out. Short witness story. Well, for me, when all of a sudden I realized how much Christ loved me, this and this and this and this happened. To be able to witness to our own experience is one of the most powerful things. We think evangelizing is opening up the catechism and preaching to somebody. No, it's opening up the catechism of our heart and witnessing what is happening to the other person. Incredibly powerful. Number three, invite. I always ask people, why haven't you come back to the church? In at least seven or eight cases, people have said, well, nobody's invited me. That really hurts. No one has invited me. I constantly invite people. And they go, who, me? <laughs> you don't know, Father, I'm a sinner. I said, welcome to the club. <laughs> 
club sin. Blame Adam and Eve. But Christ wants you. He's not indifferent to you. Come on back. Come on back. I think so much of you that I would love to invite you back to your home. Being bold like that. You don't have to preach. Put that into their head. And so many times they do come back. Number four, sacrifice. Offer up your prayers and sacrifices for this intention. We need to pray people back into the church. Number five, darts. My dad was great at this. There would be one-liners that stayed with you. You know, you're not alone. And that's all my dad would have to say. You know you're not alone. And he'd just sort of point upwards. And then he'd turn and walk away. <laughs> Whoa. Those one sentence that remain with us, that remind us what our faith is all about. Nobody wants to be preached to, but when you throw out one sentence that people can really meditate on, it's profound. Number six, charity and service. If we're not authentic in how we're living God's love, we're not going to attract anybody back into the church. So our own holiness, our own love, our own charity has a profound effect on those around us. Number seven, and this is living the Beatitudes. Not easy, but really important. Number eight, forgiveness. We have to be examples of forgiveness. And if we want somebody back into the church, we need to forgive them with all our heart and love them. Number nine, books and articles. Hey, great article about this. Thought you might be interested. Just something to chew on. And number 10, ask questions without being judgmental. Make them think, well, why do you think this and why do you think that? But truly enter into their heart without judging but trying to understand each and every one of them. St. Paul says, an obligation has been imposed on me. I have received a gift beyond all imagination. God has entered into my heart. How can I be indifferent to others? Woe to me if I do not preach. Let us all say that. And what I'd like you to do is to offer up this Mass, especially for someone who is not living their faith right now. Let's pray each and every one of our loved ones back into the church with hearts filled with fervor. Let us not give up on anyone. Christ doesn't, and nor should we. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.